0: Welcome everybody to Ethos Sprays I am the blind, don't you want Don McKay and that voice over there is the incredible voice
1: of Jeremy Bell. You can follow me uh, just on the old school Facebook. <laughs>
0: and the podcast is now at Ethos Braves on Twitter.
1: That is correct, sir. You can follow us there. Um, I hope that uh, you're managing that account, so, uh, but you can keep up with us on what we're doing uh, on, the, on the Twitterverse.
0: <laughs> so the Braves split with the Red Sox.
1: They did split with the Red Sox. Um, you know, a good, uh, good game Wednesday night, not so great on Tuesday night, one pitch. Uh, one uh that what they call a grand slam, uh that kind of did it to be honest with you. Mm-hmm. Uh, but uh, still, you know the the Red Sox are a very good baseball team. Yes. Uh, they're they're not going to be held down for very long. Uh, you know the Yankees have gotten to, off to such a great start and the Red Sox have not. And I just wonder if if the Red Sox and the Braves aren't kind of running that parallel course where. You know, the Braves are better record-wise than what they are, and I think the Red Sox are better record-wise than what they are. You look at their team, when Trevor Story's not hitting the ball very well, and you know that's a guy that does hit the ball good. Yes. J.D. Martinez, Xander Bogarts, uh, Jackie Bradley. I mean, you, you go down the list, Rafael Devers. Uh, you just go down the list, and, and they've got some good players. So, uh, holding them down – it would be interesting to see where they are come August than what they are now. And I think they're going to kind of run that same course along with the Braves in, in uh, record wise and even playing wise. Uh, And, and I think they'll be much better uh, come August, come that stretch run, getting ready for the playoffs.
0: Is it just me or or is their pitching what's going to hurt them?
1: I think their pitching is going to hurt them. Um, Ivaldi is, a very good pitcher. Uh, their bullpen has been horrendous, uh, and I think that's going to be a struggle. If you know anything about uh, American League pitching, it seems like they use their bullpen extensively. And if that is going to be the case, I suspect that the Red Sox will be making some kind of move with the trade deadline to try to get a starter. But then again, who are you going to get? You know, they've got starters on the DL. Uh, well- That's part of the problem, I think, what they've got like three starters on the DL. uh, So that's going to hurt. But now if they could get those guys back, I don't – Chris Sale, I don't know if you're going to get him back or not. I think that might be one of those – if you could get him back for a middle-of-the-year run, that would be good. But you've got – I think James Paxton was another one on the DL. You know, if you could get some of those guys back, then their starting pitching might be better. And maybe that's why their bullpen is so bad right now because they had to use them so much.
0: Right. Um. You know. You mentioned bringing Sale back, and I'll kind of connect that back into the Braves. Um. You know, it's like getting Soroka back late July, early. Yes.
1: Long. Yes, and you know, with with the way that they are right now, as far as the starting pitching goes, uh, they can afford to let Soroka kind of sit on the bench and and get stronger because if it's a ACL injury. That's a different story, right. but it's an Achilles injury, and that's worse. Uh, right. You know, you can ask some of those guys, you know, like Kobe Bryant, I don't think came back as good as what he was, um, and, but Kobe was older. Uh, Soroka's a lot younger than what Kobe was whenever he had that injury, but, right. but I do think you can afford to kind of sit back and let Soroka, um, you know, kind of manage that injury, and especially since he's done it twice –
2: Right, uh, you can that.
1: really, yeah, you can really sit back and watch that because let's face it, the Braves are right now. I think in as far as the starting pitching goes, are, are still pretty good. Right. If you were to ask them, and you were to take the Red Sox, who right now their starting pitching is not, I guarantee you the Red Sox would take the Braves' starting pitching yes. or one or two of them off of their team, and and they would be fine with it. So I would say right now, uh, other than trying to figure out maybe that fifth guy, which by the way. What team has figured out what fifth guy is going to go? <laughs> uh, I still think four solid guys right now are very good. And you could ask a lot of other major league teams, and they would tell you if we had four guys like the Braves got, we'd be pretty good.
0: Right. Um. Now, man,
1: Kyle Wright looked
0: awesome that first inning. Nine pitches he, out of the He end. did. Blank. Yeah, he did. And I, he did. I was like, okay, this is going to be a great game. This is going to be a great pitching matchup. Right, it's gonna flow through. Yes. And then it fell And then the wheels came second. off.
1: Yes. Then, um.
0: Yeah. And then, <laughs> yes. After that, after he got got it out of the second, they like left him in, and he threw three scoreless innings.
1: Right. Um. So, yeah. What, I I think what what uh, what happened in that that second inning is instead of being aggressive, he got to be where he was. Uh, he was just kind of nibbling a little bit. Mm -hmm. Uh, You know, he was trying to hit the corners. Uh, He was trying to uh, maybe pitch uh, uh, where he didn't want the guys to hit it. Uh, You know, with Atlanta in in general, they've got a very good defensive team. So uh, forget the fact about you don't want anybody to hit it. Yeah, you want people to hit it because you know there are guys out there who can catch it. Right, uh, and predominantly a very good infield uh, around the horn. You could have four gold glovers in the infield, to be honest with you. And with Ronald out in right, you could have another gold glover out there in right, and Dupall, and and whoever's playing left. Travis DeMerrit has showed himself to play left field very well. Orlando Arcia playing out there is, uh, you know, or, or wherever he plays, and you know, so he doesn't have to worry about nibbling to try to get either them to chase it or whatever. You know, the Red Sox are too good of hitters to go chasing after things. and it did right. so happen. I think he was trying to nibble. He got himself some walks. That's been a struggle of late is that one or two walks that you hit in one inning and you know, I've seen more times this year a walked in batter than I have in previous years
2: yep. uh, with the bases
1: loaded. And, and you, you all of a sudden get the bases loaded, and it turns into where now you're nervous, and now you've got to throw a strike, and then all of a sudden a guy hits it, and he hits a grand slam. <laughs> and so that's that was the struggle. You know, as far as what Kyle Wright did the rest of the game, it's, you know, as a pitcher, you got to be able to forget those times where it is bad. You know, right. You've got to be able to forget that one pitch, and he 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 somewhat forgot the one pitch that he threw that got the grand slam, and he ended up going out and ended up pitching, again, those three more scoreless innings, so, um, you know, you – again, you've got to get back on the island all by yourself, and you've got to pitch, and the one thing that you can control is you can control the walks uh, because you throw strikes, so – um. Anyway, it's I mean, it, it's uh it's a uh, it, it, it's a odd game. It's a it's a mental game. Not only you're playing the mental game with the batters, but you're also playing the mental game yourself, trying right. to make sure you and the catcher, uh, trying to make sure that you don't make those mistakes. But you also can't worry about making those mistakes. And I think that's what Kyle Wright got into the problem in the second inning. I mean, is he worried about the mistakes.
0: If you just look at the score, I mean, six runs. You think, oh, that's a terrible game. But four of the five's innings pitch were scoreless.
1: Right, right. So, well, and all six of those runs in the, in the second inning. And let's face it, John, one pitch. He gets one pitch back, and they don't score six runs. Mm-hmm. Maybe they just score uh, one run. Maybe it's one or two runs, okay, right. and they get out of the inning. And instead of a six-run inning, maybe it's a – uh, maybe it's a three-run inning, right. and all of a sudden the Braves come back in the bottom of the third and score three runs and then score another run in the seventh, and they're leading, and it's a different story. Although the Red Sox did get three in the ninth, I get that, but it's a different story when you're leading the game and they're trying to push and force to get back in the lead. Well, the Red Sox had the lead so they could relax, you know, and your, your bullpen is a little bit different when you're leading that by one run. All of a sudden, you're seeing Will Smith, you're seeing Kenley Jansen come in. So, again, mentally it's different, and you would maybe not see some of the guys in there when they're up by, you know, five runs or four runs or whatever. You just see different guys in there. So, it's a different game, I think, if he gets that one pitch back, and instead of a six runs, it's now three runs in the second inning, and they tie it in the third inning and then take the lead in the seventh inning.
0: Um, I hope our fans will forgive us. I can't remember who pitched the night and gave up the three runs.
1: Um, well, hold on just a minute. I can I can uh, tell you that. I, yeah, I I do. I watched. Um, I, it's Stormberg that gave it up. Okay. Um, yeah. He. But again, what Tyler got and his problem that he got into is he walked two guys. Okay. So well, it peculiar. wasn't the fact that he. Yeah, it wasn't the fact that he was throwing the ball bad. It's just the fact that he walked. Uh, he walked those two guys. And if, again, when you walk two guys, if the first guy gets on, so you say, even though if you've got an out, if the first guy gets on, he's on first base, you walk the next two. Well, guess what? You got the bases loaded right and now that changes, changes everything. So yes, he gave up three, uh, three runs on three hits. And if you look down the list, Chavez came in and finished the uh, fifth inning for right. And got out of the, the trouble. But Wright even walked four guys. By the way, uh, Matzic, Matic, Jackson, Stevens, and AJ Minter all pitched scoreless innings. Minter gave up one hit, but everybody else didn't give up a hit. Chavez, Matzik, Stevens, Minter all went—they uh, all went hitless against them. Uh, and Matzic gave up a walk, uh, and that was it. Uh you know, the outside guys, Sprite gave up four walks and Thornburg gave up two. So when you put those guys on base, again, when you're the pitcher and that's the one thing that you can control is the walks, well then you know, you're not necessarily not doing your job, but that's the one thing in your job that you can you can fix. Right. Walks. Yeah.
0: So um, in recap of that, the Braves end up losing a nine to four and you know Kind of mixed emotions. I mean, I liked I liked Kyle Wright except for that one inning, and then you know, the bullpen looked okay except for one inning.
1: Yeah. Well, you know, and again, if you're the Braves right now, you don't mind Kyle Wright struggling. Um, mm. You want him getting it turned around. And I think right now if you're Brian Snicker, then Kyle Wright's going to be an important part. You know, Kyle Wright's got a job to do coming up uh, against this Padres series. Uh, that is uh, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday because he's taking the ball on Sunday. Um, and so he's got a job to do and he's got to go out and he's going to see another very good team, a very good hitting team in the San Diego Padres. Uh, but, uh, you know, the the, the Padres, um, as much as they really think that they're a great team, I think their pitching is going to be one that I think is going to uh, have them to struggle as well. They don't have that. Uh, with the exception of you, Darvish, they don't have that great ace out there. They're almost going to have to score more runs. But Kyle Wright's going to go Sunday. And he's, again, he's got to step on the mound and forget. I think he, he has to pitch aggressively. I right. think that's the problem. Yes. Is he going to give up maybe those six runs? Yes. But what does one pitch go for? And one pitch was a grand slam. Uh, and if you, you don't get yourself in those situations with walks or other things like that, then I think that, that, you know, you're you're much better off. And you may hear me hit on that all season about walks. I still think walks are a big key. If you can hold down the walks, then I think you're important. Charlie Morton being one of those guys who's had that struggle with walks as well, he gets the ball Saturday night. So, uh, you know, Max Freed's going to open up this series against the Padres. So, you know, it's important. I think walks are it. And, again, pitching aggressive. And I think this is not the time to – to take Kyle Wright out of the rotation, uh, I think you got to stick with him like Ian Anderson, and you know then you know we just got to let him pitch, just let him pitch. Well,
0: uh, you know that'll that's the worst outing of the season for him, and other other than that, he's pitched great, so I'm not I'm not worried about I'm not worried about. Oh that.
1: no, look and look at some of the you know if you ask any of the uh, you know previous guys that have been pitchers. Hall of Fame pitchers, okay, including one for Atlanta, Tom Glavitt. Yeah. Uh, if you were to ask Tom Glavitt if he got taken out of the first inning because all the runs scored against him in the first inning, he wouldn't have been in the Hall of Fame. He'd have been no. a reliever no. uh, because he had a, a very bad ERA in the first inning. And after that, he would pitch eight innings of scoreless ball and probably strike out 100 guys um, <laughs> because it was just that first, it was just that one inning. Um, and and that's it. I mean, that's the way it goes. Uh, You know, even with my son in pitching, when he used to pitch too, um, you know, I I used to try to help him avoid that one inning where he would get himself into trouble, Uh, and it's just because it may be the fact that you're comfortable out there or it may be the fact that you just run into the part of the order that uh, is, is struggling and that needs hits. And they're going to do anything possible to get hit. And I think that's what the Red Sox were especially, is they were that team that was struggling. You look at their their, uh, average, you look at their hitting average, that's low. Trevor Story's under the Mendoza line, you know, he's looking to get things going again. And he's a very good hitter. Yes, he played in Colorado, but he's still a very good hitter. And they're paying him a lot of money. So just guys like that, as far as the Red Sox go, that we're looking – for you know better results and yes they got it against the braves but then on wednesday night we ended up getting them right back and ended up putting sticking the dagger in with the with the walk-off home run
0: that was awesome um getting into that game um the the red sox jump out to a 3-0 lead off of Ian Anderson what did you see from that
1: um again i think that's just ian being ian again um you know I it didn't bother me any that he got into that. I thought at that time, you know, we're we're going to still be able to score runs, uh, and he still pitched. I thought five and a third innings. Um, but you know, again, I, it's just the the Red Sox are a very good hitting team, right? Uh, and and it wasn't the fact that he walked guys. No, he gave up seven hits. Um, you know, and, and only walked one guy, but he struck out four guys. But again, that's kind of Ian. You know he does struggle in that that maybe that one inning um, where they do hit the ball, and that's again that's just the Red Sox. Ian Anderson may come out; he may be the guy that throws a no hitter one day. You know because of the stuff that he's got. Right. But he's also a guy that can't be a nibbler. He's got a good fastball, and and you look guys hit fastballs. If you don't, you know you could come out in that that one inning and and that fastball just be straight down the middle. Guys hit it. Uh, You know, there's got to be some, some movement. uh, uh, Mariano Rivera made a living off of that cutter because that ball moves so much. Kenley Jansen, that ball moving so much, but sometimes that ball's flat and it straightens out. And guess what guys do when they find that ball coming at them? They hit it. And that's just the case. Yeah. I mean, that's just the case. It it just so happens that we were able to to get back into the ball game. And that's, and again, for the brave psyche and, you know, Snit changing the lineup on Wednesday night too was a was a an oddity, you know, because Dansby leading off, uh, no Ronald, and he didn't even play Ronald at the end of the game when they when you thought he might have brought him in as the the designated hitter. But you know, Arcia, is, and my son and I were sitting there watching the game, and he had just gotten home. Uh, from uh, from something, and, and so normally we sit down and catch up. Well, the game was on, and so uh, you were talking about it while we, you were texting me saying that you walked out of the room and you come back in, and all of a sudden somebody, you know, uh, demerit, uh, demerit gets a homer or right. something like that. And then, well, that's kind of the way he was in the World Series. He walked out on a couple of games, and I believe it was the fin- final game. He walked out, and two guys got homers when he walked back in. okay. <laughs> So, so he comes in, he sits down, and, and we had just seen that, um, you know, you get a runner on base, and Arcia, who's having a great year, by the way, if you haven't looked at his average, he's hitting over 300, and a guy that probably deserves potentially to be able to play a little bit more, maybe DH a little bit more, because Ozuna's not jumping out there right now and having a great year, so maybe you look at Arcia instead of Ozuna. And then, of course, you look what he did on Wednesday night. He's three for four. He drives in two runs, but he hits the walk-off homer. Right. I mean, what more of a night could you have? And they were excited and jumping up and down, and they dumped Gatorade all over everybody. So, uh, you know, <laughs> blooper out there with the flag. So that's the kind of games. And they were just talking about how Ozzy, you know, had, had some of those magic moments, and they were hoping he would hit it into the chop house. Then all of a sudden, Arcia gets a great rip on the ball and hits it out. So, I mean, that what a game. And, and, and Ian does get the um, – does get Ian get the win out of that one? Uh, I believe- No. No, he did not get the win. I'm sorry. Oh. Um, it was whoever was pitching last got the win, which would have been Kenley Jansen got the win, as a matter of fact. So okay, – but still, um, you know, good game all around. We get the runs. We, we But this is what – they were doing last year and maybe the year before is they were getting those walk-off wins and they were coming, comeback back fashion. Uh, and if I recall correctly, the Red Sox now, that is their 11th game. So if you look at this, if I heard this right, and if I look back at the stats, that was their 11th game where they led and they lost. Jeez. So what do you think about their record if they just win six of those games, okay? If right. the Red Sox win six of those games, their record is not 11 and 20, okay? No. Their record is, is six, 17, 17 and, what would that be? A 17 and 14. Yeah. If I remember that right. 17 and 14 instead of 11 and 20. And doesn't that look different?
0: Yes. I mean, that's does. a
1: huge difference. Because now you're not thinking about the Red Sox as being a terrible team. But that, I think, was their 11th game where they lost where they were winning. And does that not show you what their bullpen is? Right. Um, their bullpen is just not very good right now. Now, on yes, on Tuesday night, it was good. But right. on Wednesday night, it reared its ugly head, and the Braves were able to come back. But the Braves have been known over the last couple of years for those walk-off wins. And it didn't matter how much they were down. Six runs was nothing. I'm always a believer in, if you're down six runs, let's take it one or two at a time. Right. Uh, Because once you start, you know, once a team knows, oh, well, this is a good team, this is a team that has a lot of walk-off wins, and once they start chipping away, again, the philosophy changes for a pitcher. You all of a sudden become, a little bit more scared because you know that 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 this is their this is their habit this is their tendency you become more scared and start pitching not so great you start pitching like you don't want them to hit it and it turns out like Kyle Wright and all of a sudden now instead of a six-run lead it's tied again so right um you know this but but still you know I I think Arcia certainly earned a, a few more at bats uh because of the night that he had and he's been hitting the ball very good anyway to begin with, and including the hits that he got on, on Wednesday night. I mean, they were they were uh, fantastic. But but you can look at the Red Sox a little bit differently if they win some of those games where they were leading.
0: So we've mentioned the Arcia home run, the end of the game. What about the DeBarritt home run that started the scoring for the Braves?
1: <laughs> you know, that's another guy I think um, – if you would have told me – in the beginning of the year, and I know this is May, so we're very, um, you know, we're a little over a month into the season. If you would have told me at the beginning of the year that Travis Demerit would be playing, I probably would have laughed at you. <laughs> uh, because I probably would have said, uh, no, you know, Acuna's, I mean, um, uh, Ozuna's going to play left. And this is what I thought. Ozuna's going to play left until Acuna comes back. Eddie Rosario is going to probably play out there some, um, and and, you know I knew Arcia was there, so he's probably going to play. And then when Acuna comes back, it'll be um, it'll be Rosario probably out there more on a full time basis, and and that's it. And and Ozuna will move to the DH. Well, again, like Arcia, you know Travis Demerit continues to play well. Defensively, he continues to play well. I'm shocked that he's not out there more on a full-time basis, leaving Ozuna in at the DH. But then again, when, you know, and and of course, I forgot, it is Ronald who's coming back from an ACL injury, and you don't want to get him out there and just throw him out there and say, okay, now you're going to play you know, instead of you're not going to play 162 games because you missed the first month, but maybe you're going to play 140 games. Well, no, that's probably not going to be the case because you do need to give that knee rest. Right. Uh, you do need to make sure that you're not going to go out there and do it again. So so thus you have to find somebody else. And, and Demerit was the guy. You know, I thought maybe this might be an opportunity for like Drew Waters to come up and get some him at bats in the major leagues because he would be getting more at bats. You know, a guy like Michael Harris, who's still in that minors, who who might have that potential to come up because you still, you're still you not putting that pressure on him. You're just wanting that guy to fill in, knowing that when Acuna comes back, you're probably going to go back down to the minors. I thought maybe that might be the case, but Demeric's getting the chance. And, and look, he's shown defensively that he can play very well out there, and he's shown offensively. You look at his average. It's not so great, but but he's hitting home runs. I mean, he could. I mean, is this a guy that could give you 15 or 20 homers in a year? Yes. I mean, I I think so. So, um, I, I well deserved being out there playing. And to be quite honest, no offense to Ozuna, okay. Please don't hold this. I I hope the fans out there don't think that I'm 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 hating on Ozuna, but they're paying Ozuna a lot of money. Right. And and right now he's not. You know, he's already missed last year because of some things that happened. Uh, and so you were hoping that this year would be different, and especially with the DH and him not being out there having to play in the outfield two years ago when they had the shortened season as the DH, he was fantastic. Right. Um, so now you start to wonder, okay, we're paying Ozuna all this money. Is this really worth paying Ozuna all this money? Because let's face it, he's probably just holding down the fort for some of those other guys we've mentioned. And then if you could shed that salary, then you could pay guys like Austin Riley to stick around and you could pay other guys to stick around because Riley just went to arbitration. And if you look at his salary, he's only making what this year I think will be uh, if he wins his arbitration case, he's going to be making over $4 million. Uh, mm-hmm. that's, that's chump change considering yeah. what he could probably be making. And I think that is the guy that you still need to hold on to. And so now you you, you hope that you don't have all that money tied up in Ozuna. Um, and, and now you got, I think, guys that potentially could play. So then do you try to find a trade partner and maybe somebody pay half of that salary? So I was all for signing Ozuna, hoping that he would come back and have the year that he did, but he hasn't had that yet and he struggled. And thus, he got moved down the lineup and that change in the lineup, you know, Dansby led off Matt Olson's still there. And I thought Matt Olson hit the ball uh, a couple of times, didn't get anything to show for it, except a hit uh, and then got a, uh, an RBI, but he put Darno in the third spot. Uh, and Darno is the best hitting catcher right now. He did go over four, but, uh, and then he put Austin Riley in the cleanup spot, and moved Ozuna down. That's what a manager does to a guy that's struggling. He's going to move him down the lineup until he does struggle. You know, Dansby, Ozzy, those guys have hit in the bottom of the lineup before because they've been struggling. And then when they start hitting the ball better, they move them back up. So, right. uh, you know, you may see Ozuna. I, I would advocate batting Ozuna down in the sixth or seventh spot. Can you imagine that? If you have to paint that guy in the seventh spot, you know, oh, yeah, bottom of the order is, oh, is at the bottom of the order? What, yeah. is the, what is going on, you know? So it just becomes a little more dangerous at the bottom of the order because, you know those guys up there at the top are hitting the ball too, so you got to get Ozuna to relax a little bit, and that may be the way to do it, or give him a day off and let Arcia DH or something like that. So, um, but I, I would I, you know I wouldn't be surprised if this year doesn't go well for Ozuna that they don't look to do something else different because again they got guys in the minors that are coming that are coming really fast. That Harris guy coming up, you know we've talked about him before. He's coming fast. Fast, 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 yep. and he could be that guy next year that could break the lineup. Uh, and all of a sudden now you've got – can you imagine if you had uh, Acuna, Drew Waters, and Michael Harris uh, well, in the outfield? I mean, wow. I mean, that would be great, wouldn't it?
0: Yes. If you have kind of ran me back to my two points that I wanted to hit on uh, <laughs> of, of uh, the conversation that you would went through right there. Um,
1: yeah. That was Waters. a long conversation. I apologize. <laughs> oh,
0: I, hey, I'm all. It's all good. Everybody loves it, and you know they like listening to your voice. So you know. <laughs> um, if Drew Waters can stay healthy, then that'll be great. Um, he went down to Rome yeah. to get rehab for the hamstring. He came up yeah. to Gwinnett for two games. Hit, I think he went like four for four or four for eight, four for seven, right, right, something like that. And then he had that he re injured his hamstring. And then he come yes. back. So, if he can figure out the hamstring issue, then I think he'll be great. Michael well, Harris.
1: And
0: if, yeah. No, go ahead. Sorry. Go ahead. No, you go ahead. Go ahead. Michael Harris is still on his on base streak. He he's reached thirty straight games with on base. He's um, gotten on base every game for the Mississippi Braves. So,
1: wow. He's and that and w- Well, and if you boy, does that not open the eyes of some of the people in the? In the the upper upper management, when you have a guy like Michael Harris, who's who's been on base, how many? Well, how many times did you say? Thirty. Thirty. Yeah, who's been on base thirty times? Now you going back to Drew Waters, um, hamstring. Um, if you look at where we we did not have a full spring training, right? Uh, so uh, that is where you're that's where your problems begin is if you don't have that full time to get, um, you know, stretched out to get, uh, you know, movement, uh, you've just come off a couple of months where you probably haven't done very much. Although these guys stay in shape more than anything, any than what they used to.
2: Right. But
1: not having that full spring training, these are the injuries that you worry about because a hamstring can nag you all year and you don't fully recover from a hamstring. I don't think that in anybody that pulls a hamstring, it worries me. You know, they always say, well, he's going to be out six weeks. Well, that just tells me they're probably going to be out longer than that. Right. Uh, Because anytime you run and you feel that twinge and all of a sudden you're like, oh no, Uh, you know, I got problems. And anytime I see anybody, uh, you know, slow down, slow up, or whatever, and I worry it's a hamstring. I'm thinking, oh, that's going to get them all year, and it does. Right. Um, kind of like that high ankle sprain. Um, you know, that will, if you don't give it time to properly rest, it's going to nag you all year. And you see those injuries that kind of come back uh, to haunt you. Very rarely do you see uh, athletes who are able to get over that hamstring injury for uh, until the end of the year. Uh, so hopefully with the waters case, you, you don't necess- he does not necessarily have to be in the majors this year. If he has to take, you know, some time off in the minors to get healed, you'd rather him do it now because I don't think management will, will be bothered by the fact they you know, they, they would rather him get healed up. And, and then when he comes to the, to the majors be able to play instead of always being out, with that nagging injury of a hamstring. But that's something that can cause problems with people even in years to come is that can be one issue uh, is is you're always hurting your hamstring.
0: Um, I was just thinking about this, and I know this is a little side, kind of a side trail, but just think of the outfield of you got Michael Harris, who's from Georgia. Uh You you would have Ronald – Sorry, not wrong with you. Drew Waters, who's from Georgia, you'd have Dainsby Swanson, who's from Georgia, at shortstop,
1: and Matt Olson,
0: who's from Georgia, at first base. Yeah, uh,
1: you you may be the we may the, the Braves may be the only team that has would be able to have that to say that uh, they're all hometown. We, going back to Matt Olson, that was the, when Freddie got traded. Uh, my we were walking down the steps at church uh, a few weeks ago. And so my wife was still a little bit salty about Freddie being traded <laughs> my daughter is still very salty about Freddie being traded. Although my son, his last day of school is today because next week he, um, it's senior that they're, they're doing senior stuff next, next week. And so he graduates a week from Sunday. Uh, uh, so on his last day of school, he wears Freddie Freeman, the world series shirt. Okay. Mm-hmm. So when my wife, we were walking down the steps at church, and so we were all, all four of us were talking. And the, the two of them were pr- still pretty salty about Freddie going. And so my son, um, he, he says, well, mom, you know that Matt Olson is from Georgia. He is from that area. So he's a hometown guy. And she goes, oh, well, that makes me feel a little bit better. Uh, <laughs> so, you know, I mean, that and that was the one thing when that host started with Matt Olson is they were going to bring him back home right um and and I think it'd be great to have the the hometown you know we love it in Murray Kentucky whenever we have our hometown guys go and play for Murray State
2: yeah uh, we haven't
1: we haven't had a lot I think the future the potential for one to from from here to go play at Murray State is very high uh in the next two years but we nope. love it when our we love it when our guys uh, look at our women's basketball program three of the young ladies that are on our women's basketball program and been very – a big part of the women's basketball program over the last four years, all three of them were from Murray High. And, and then, they were hometown kids.
0: And then two others are hometown kids too.
1: Yes, yes. Um, so, you know, not only does that and, – and, of course, in Major League Baseball, you don't worry about that because your fans – somebody like me who's in Kentucky, I'm still a fan of the – of the Braves even though they're in Atlanta and I'm six hours away uh, but it still is a big deal to have the hometown guys to play because you know again those are good stories and everybody as my wife says everybody loves a good story right Uh, and and that's what she likes to watch the Olympics maybe not necessarily for what the athletes do it's just their stories Uh, you know you can hear about them and learn about them and the hometown kids you know that's a that's a good story and Boy, that would be a great thing uh, to have, and it looks like, to be honest with you, it looks like it's headed that way. Uh, I think Dansby may be that next guy you're going to have to deal, you know, decide on what you're going to do. But I do hope they re-sign him uh, when that time comes because I do think he's, you know, still proved his worth. But, but that would be great. You may not find that very much in very ma- in many major league teams, and that's just because there's so many players on a major league
0: team right. uh, that
1: you may not you may not find that. But but, uh, yeah, hometown kids, it's, that's great.
0: Forgive me for being braggadocious, but that kind of shows how
1: talented
0: <laughs> the uh, baseball project is coming out of Georgia.
1: Right. Well, I don't get to do that very much here in this, in this part of the state either. So, you know, it's been great to be able to brag to say, you know, that three, three young ladies from your, your high school uh, are, are playing college ball. Uh, you know, and two of them are even coming back for next year. So, you know, we don't get to do that very often. So, and that's and that's good. So, I I'd brag as much as I could.
0: Um, and then I forgot about Colin McHugh, being from Georgia.
1: Yes. Yeah. I mean, that list goes on and on, and doesn't it?
0: Will Smith, he's from Noonan. I forgot
1: yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Well, I, well, look at you know, what does that say about your state? What does that say about Georgia? of how good you know everybody's what do you think of Georgia now what would you think of Georgia what do you think of you think of football Football.
0: yep football football. you
1: think of football so you think of the you think of uh you know Kirby Smart and and uh, his Georgia Bulldogs you know uh not because they won the national championship but because for the last several years that Kirby Smart has been there and even the years before that Georgia football was pretty good and that's what you think of you don't think of uh, Georgia basketball, um, you know, you don't think of that, uh, although I can go back to Georgia basketball, not being too bad uh, about many, many years ago, but, um, but what do you think of football? So, but maybe you should be looking at them as a baseball place, uh, you know, a baseball state, you know, everybody wants the guys in football. They want them out of Texas and Florida, right? Yep. Uh, because they know that they play football there. They, they are, they are great. Uh, well, um, you know, let's face it, out of the out of the University of Georgia this past year, they didn't have they they weren't very good in the football draft, right? Ha <laughs> ha. Uh, they were very
2: Yeah, they, they were very, very good.
1: good. <laughs> yeah, they were very good in the football draft in the NFL draft this year. So maybe you should start looking at them as a baseball state now since you have that many kids coming out of there.
0: And then Tyler Flowers, who's recently on the Braves, he was out of Blessed Trinity. So yeah,
1: yeah. Yeah, you know the um, list. The list goes on and on, John. <laughs>
0: uh, Abrams, uh, the guy from San Diego, the shortstop.
1: Oh gosh, um, yeah, I'm about to go looking for that. He's a rookie. Um, right. Oh,
0: yeah. But he was a beast. He was a beast in football and baseball. At right.
1: Church. Right. <laughs>
0: so, so I really it keeps
1: it. it keeps going, doesn't it? Yes. Right. <laughs> so,
0: I know we went on that dovetail, and I know, I know. Uh, back to the Braves. Um, uh, don't metal. It was three to two after uh Merritt's bomb. Did you the way they were calling the metals and double? I thought it was gone. Did you
1: think it was? Gone? I did too. Yeah, I did too. Um, yeah. If, if it would have been um. If, if we would have been here at the house, my wife would have probably thought the earthquake happened because when we stood up when Arcia hit the homer, you know, it was just nuts. And, uh, you know, fortunately, she was still up. Uh, so, uh, that we would have done the same thing with Matt Olson. So, yeah. But, again, ball flight, traveling, you know, uh, last year that might have been out, but this year it's not. Right. So, and, that's, and that's okay. He still got a good hit out of it. Uh, and, and that's what you, you want to see because he has been struggling. So, um, I, I, and again, I, I also wonder though, John, if come, let's say come July when it's smoking hot, Right. Uh, by the way, it's been smoking hot here this week uh, <laughs> in the 90s. Uh, so when, when it's a little more humid, because you know how it is down south, it's humid. Oh, yeah. uh, it's humid here too, by the way. Uh, but you know how it is. I think that's going to change the flight of the ball. I think the humidor is going to be less uh, because the ball, I believe, is going to start flying a little bit more come the time when it's hot. Right. Uh, and I think that's going to change. And that Matt Olson one may be one that's he hits, you know, 450 feet <laughs> instead of, uh, you know, can you imagine what Ronalds would have been the other night when he hit it 450 Oof. feet if the humidor hadn't been going? He might have hit it – we talked about it. He might have hit it 500 feet. But, again, that's another one come middle of July, you know, August, that that ball might fly a little bit further come that time, and that's the ball that might be out. Yep.
0: And then I know we've mentioned this quite a few times, but then Arcia hits the go-ahead two-run bomb in the bottom of the ninth to walk it off. Yeah. Now, who did he hit that off of for the Red Sox? Uh,
1: uh hold on, I'm gonna tell you right, I'm right there at it. He hit it off Brazier.
0: Okay. I don't really Yeah.
1: Have- he hit it off Ryan Brazier. Yeah, and they're and their bullpen before that. Evaldi, you know, went six, a little over six. He went six and a third. Mm-hmm. Uh six hits. He gave up three earn, earned runs and he had had a walk, six strikeouts. Uh so he wasn't pitching bad at all. Um, but then uh Stram came in and pitched an inning. Schreiber uh Schreiber came in and pitched two thirds of an inning. And then Brazier uh, finished up that half inning or that third of an inning, but he's the one who gave up the two run homer to Arcea. Yep. Uh, gave up two hits. Yep. yep.
0: So um, I'm trying to figure out who the. We know this weekend. Yeah. I was about to look up who. Yeah.
1: Um, yes. The who the Padres Red were? Um, the, um, the Padres I know are pitching Darvish, uh, pitching Darvish on Friday night. Um, and that I believe is not on Valley Sports South, which really bothers me because it's on, it's on Apple plus, um, which Hmm. bothers me because I don't, that is probably the only subscription that I don't have, by the way. Uh, I, my wife always jokes that I have every subscription possible out there, so <laughs> that is the one I don't have. They play on Peacock, uh, and it's an early game on Sunday. I do have Peacock, which is rather nice, but uh, it's going to be a Friday night at home where I'm going to have to watch it on the app or watch it at, just watch my app and not be able to watch in general or listen to it on the radio, which I do love as well. But but I do know Darvish is the one going. Uh, on um, on Friday night.
0: That'll be a good matchup between uh, him and Freed.
1: Absolutely. Uh, you know, very, uh, you know, not a bad year for you, Darvish. Uh, three and one, um, 28 strikeouts on the year. Um, his ERA is over four, uh, whereas Max Freed is four and two on the year, 2.68 ERA with 35 strikeouts. So, Um, you know, I I do think a good pitching matchup, um, and I'm glad that, you know, obviously Max is is uh is going, but you know, Atlanta's gotta get that home record a little bit better. They're nine and nine on the year. Um and their ERA is tenth ranked as far as a team, which is not bad, but I still think it needs to be better than the four point one oh and the Padres um come in at twenty and twelve and that's unusual. They come in twenty and twelve. You look at the West uh, you've got the Dodgers are having a great year, the Giants are having a great year, the Padres are having a great year, and oh by the way, only two of them get to go to the playoffs. Right. So you're going to have two out of you're going to have three teams that are fantastic, and potentially one of those gets left at home, uh, and one of them probably deserves to be there a little bit more. And I argue this case a bunch of times when I'm talking about basketball in this area about how we should rank uh, – maybe rank the, the teams instead of having it the way we do it. Um, and, and this is going to be a year where somebody in the West is going to get left home, and it, they're just going to beat up on themselves. Right. So having a 20-12 and 12 record coming in is, uh, is you know, is, is pretty good. And uh, this should be a good pitching matchup tonight as well.
0: Um, You mentioned – do you listen to the radio on the app, or do you have – is there a radio –
1: there that carries the Braves we, we used to have an affiliate um, down in northwest Tennessee but they don't do it anymore so um, I have Sirius XM uh, okay. so I can listen to the if, if they're at home I can listen to the home broadcast if they're away I can listen on the app uh, and they give me the home broadcast the like the, the Braves I would be able to get so so yes I do listen to that okay
0: I listen to the 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 games on the app the MLB app I pay the subscription and yeah
1: right right um
0: so wait max reed um you darvish are going uh friday night um so morton charlie morton and manaya Did I right right mm-hmm.
1: yep you got it
0: um his his um He's 2 and 3 with a 3.75 ERA and Morton is 3 2 and 3 with a see, a 565 ERA. Right. A uh, little
1: deceiving, uh, a little yeah. deceiving on the 565 ERA.
0: That'll come. Back. I don't
1: Yeah, I don't think if I'm the Padres, I'm jumping uh, up and down going, "Woo, we're going to get five runs off Jar- six runs off Charlie Morton. Woohoo! Not necessarily. You know, I think that is very deceiving because he has, you know, he pitched well uh, the last game. And and I think this is the, you know, this is the game where he, uh, he, you know, this is the time of the year he started getting it going last year. uh, And he could bust out and throw seven innings. And, again, with Charlie Morton, it's that one inning. It's that one inning. And even in his last start, he threw 20-something pitches in that one inning. And after that, you know the first inning was good, and then the third, fourth, and fifth were good. So, um, but this is again a very good Padres hitting team, and and it's going to be a, a you know it's gonna it's gonna be fun. And this is the uh, this is the fifth is this the fifth time we've played them? I mean, we have played them. A, it seems like we played them a bunch this year already. And obviously, this- with the schedule being a little bit quirky, uh, you know, it it is. Um, you know, you, you you may see us play. You know, like we don't. They, they go to New York. They're going to play a five-game series in New York, and that's the last time they go to, to New York, and you wouldn't expect that. So, yeah, this is the fifth time these teams have squared off this season. We've already made our trip out west. Right. So, and it's two and two. Yep.
0: Um. This game is at 4.05 on Saturday. So, all, all these games are at different times.
1: Which is uh, – which – you know, again, that's gonna. Well, it actually means I can watch the game on Saturday because we've got something going on Saturday night. Um, but I can actually watch the game on Saturday, which will be which will be good. But Friday night, I'm usually at home doing nothing. And yeah. To not be able to watch it is gonna drive me bananas. <laughs> uh, so, you know, and probably would drive my wife bananas too. But anyway, <laughs> um, but I can't watch it on Sunday because I do have Peacock, and you know what's gonna do. You know what's going to make me do? It's probably going to make me buy the Apple Plus subscription. So, um, anyway, if, if I could, you know, maybe we need to get them as a sponsor. Maybe I can get the Apple TV Plus for free, maybe, <laughs> right? I doubt yeah. it. So, anyway. We'll, we'll, we'll work <laughs> that. Yeah, what, could we? Yeah, I, uh, Fox Sports 1 has it on, on um, Saturday afternoon. That's why it's an afternoon game.
0: That's what I figured. Yeah. Yep.
1: Um, yep. You got it.
0: So, let's look for – Charlie Morton to pitch really well um, for the Braves. see how that goes.
1: Absolutely. Uh, You know, he's going to have to deal with, uh, you know, Manny Machado. Um, You know, unfortunately, he uh, doesn't have to deal with Fernando Tatis Jr. uh, because he's out and will be out. uh, He's on the 60-day, you know, injured list. Wow. So, he won't have to deal with him because of his wrist. You know, he hurt his wrist. So that's a guy you want to deal with, but you still have to deal with Manny Machado, who comes in uh, leading San Diego with seven home runs. He's slugging 625. Uh, and even Luke Voigt, who, uh, their first baseman's three for seven with two home runs and two RBIs over the past 10 games. So, you know, that's a guy that, uh, you know, you have to watch out for uh, as well. Uh, he he can he can hit. And, you know, did the Yankees give up a little too early on Luke Voigt? Uh, you know, uh, and, and, keeping, um, you know, keeping their first baseman instead of of trading void. So, you know, they're still a good hitting team and, uh, you know, a a good record. They're 10 and five away, by the way, uh, if you look at that. So uh, that's a good record away. And the Braves are just nine and nine at home. So it's something we need to get turned around. But yet then again, they didn't get it turned around until last year, until August. Right. Uh, so it's okay. And I've always thought that it was because the, the East was just beating up on the East because it seems like we turned around. They played the East every week. It seemed like, well, I think that the Padres are going to have that same thing happen in the West is going to start beating up on the West and your, your records aren't going to be so great. But again, one of those teams not going to the playoffs. How, what do you think about that? I don't know necessarily. I agree with it, but um <laughs> But you look, the Dodgers could be the team left at home. Right. I mean that uh, the the defending West. No, they're not either. The Giants were, uh, but the defending. You know. Uh, you know, two years ago they were the World Series champ. They could be left at home. And Dave Roberts has already said they were winning the World Series. Yep. I mean he's he flat out said it. So San Diego comes in losing their last game as well. So they've lost. Uh, one in a row, and the Braves come in with uh, that that one game streak of their own. So you look at the West, the Dodgers are twenty and twelve. the Padres are uh, excuse me, the Dodgers are twenty and ten. the Padres are twenty and twelve, and the Giants are nineteen and twelve. Mm.
2: Um,
1: and even Arizona seventeen and fifteen, they're four games back. So um, Colorado, sixteen and fifteen, they will be out of it probably by next week. Um, so in looking at the east, the Mets are twenty-two and eleven. Uh, the, the Phillies are fifteen and seventeen, and so are the Braves. Uh, they're six and a half games out. Uh, the, the, the Marlins fourteen and seventeen, and Washington is eleven and twenty-two. Uh, so, still a very good four teams there that could, you know, make some noise uh, come playoff time.
0: Exactly. And then
1: on Sunday, Joe
0: Musgrove is going with a two-point zero eight ARA and he's four and versus um, Kyle Wright which is two and or three and two with a three point oh three ARA.
1: Right. And and I think an important um, an important start for Kyle Wright um, because I I believe you know he he, he did pitch the last – and look at Charlie Morton. Uh, in Charlie's last start, he had uh, the start before that uh, the first couple of innings weren't good, but then he had three great innings after that. Uh, so, and then came out and pitched, you know, relatively well in his last start. Well, Kyle Wright, uh, guess what? After the grand slam, pitched great. Right. Uh, so you, you got you to go and you got to build off that. But, uh, you know, little tweaks here and there. And, you know, I, I think it's important. Kyle Wright's going to have to be aggressive in this game. The problem is, aggressive to Manny Machado is a little different story uh than Ooh. you know being aggressive to somebody else but I still think he's got to be aggressive and go after the hitters and let his defense do the work if he gives up the homers you just got to trust the fact that we can outslug them
2: right. and I still
1: think we can outslug them uh and I I expect Ronald to be back in that top spot again leading off uh but Snicker changing the changing the lineup uh you know that 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 was a, a pretty good idea as well. You may see some of that come, um, you know, come my, uh, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. But, you know, they had a day off Monday. They had a day off Thursday. So, a little bit of time to rest a little bit. So, uh, you know, they're going to pull out all the stops come Friday, Saturday, and Sunday.
0: Um, i look for the Braves to win the series. Um I think the Braves are more capable of winning this series.
1: I think they are more than capable of winning every series, as a matter of fact. Um, I, I still, you know, I'm, I'm still thinking it's very early. Um, I'm, I'm not going to somewhat start paying attention to it until, um, well, if you ask my wife, she would probably tell you that I was lying to you about telling you I don't pay attention to it because I really <laughs> do uh, from game one. You know what? They lost game one. And I can remember sitting there going, and she said, this is just game one, right? (laughs) And I said, yes, it is, but I don't like to lose. Um, So (laughs) you really, you start paying attention to it maybe in the middle of June, or you might not even want to, if they're close enough, if they're within that three or four game range at the All-Star break, you might can start paying attention to it then. But come August, it's hot and heavy. You got to start really paying attention to it. So, but again, I think come August, The pitching is where the Braves are going to be more dominant. And especially if you can get Soroka back at that time, I think the pitching is going to be a whole lot more dominant. And I think our bullpen is going to be better during that time. You just have to be patient and await the results come August because I think our guys, our pitching guys, are better than the other guys. Right. And then the old saying goes, pitching, good pitching, what? Beats good hitting. Right. That is still the case. In the playoffs, if you have good pitching, as the Braves have had in the past, then they will beat good hitting.
0: Right. I agree. I agree. Um, that's about all I had for this. Um, you got any final words before we get out of here?
1: Uh, I do not. Uh, I just uh, everybody uh, visit the Twitter page. Uh, eventually, somebody will post things on there and uh, you know, thanks for uh, thanks for taking us on this ride and go Braves.
0: Well, I look forward to talking to you and, and catching up and um, reaching out to these, these fans we have after the series winning over the Padres.
1: Absolutely, it should be a fun series, and I can't yeah. wait for this. Uh, the Padres is a very good team, but uh, go Braves. All right, we'll talk to y'all next week. All right, John. See y'all.